This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the free version of the Michael Savage podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But there are many of you who would love to be able to listen to my show without any ads. I love ads, but many of you want to listen to the podcast free of ads. So we created something for you, a solution. We call it the Savage Premium. For less than the price of one flat, tasteless beer at your local bar, you can receive access to all of my podcasts going back years ad-free for just $3.99. That's at $3.99 a month. You'll get not only my ad-free podcast, but you will also occasionally receive access to material that is exclusive for members only. And I'm going to give you the list in a minute of what you've, what you've missed. You're going to get an occasional monologue from me, maybe a reading from one of my novels, sneak peeks of interviews before anyone else hears them, archive pieces dating back to 1994. Many things that come up, you're going to get exclusive access to Michael Savage material. Details can be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com. And if you want to join... All you got to do is go to glow.fm and search Savage Premium. That's glow.fm and search Savage Premium. Now, you will always have access to my free weekly podcast. I want to be clear about that. That's my promise to you. But if you want less ads and more Savage, join the Savage Premium Club today and never miss a spoken word of mine. It's glow.fm slash Savage Premium. You can find it on michaelsavage.com. And here's some of the stuff that you have missed so far. Michael Savage reading from his best-selling novel, Countdown to Mecca. My words, my voice. Savage reads from one of his lost journals, Fiji, 1968. Savage's first drive-time show, Hour One. My interview with the Jewish gangster, very popular. I uh, read from my first written, published article, Who Is at the Helm? From 1965, it's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage show from 324.94, the earliest show in the archive, 324.94. My interview with Donald Trump from 110.2011. 110.2011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump much more. And remember, subscribers also get ad-free podcasts every week. The cost is less than a beer at a bar, and you get a better buzz with, with the Savage Premium. So go to, go to glow.fm slash Savage Premium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else. Thank you very much. Welcome to the Michael Savage Podcast. Today we're going to talk about the tyranny of a naked Marxist presidency. Now, hold on now. 
I know you've heard the word Marxist thrown around. What does that actually mean? What it actually means is that we have a president who's following in the footsteps of an overt Marxist named Barack Obama. Why do I say that? Do you remember what happened on December 31st, 2011? Barack Obama signed into law legislation which spelled out his power as president of the United States to detain any U.S. citizen indefinitely on the grounds that he or she might be a, quote, terrorist. It was called the National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA, which Obama had earlier promised to veto, and it represents the single most egregious rollback of American civil liberties in our nation's history. And it will affect everyone listening to this show, and it already has. Obama made the move under the cover of America's New Year's Eve party, while most Americans were more concerned with having a good time than with losing their freedom. Even the normally supine ACLU and human rights leftists were stunned by the naked tyranny of Obama signing this bill into law. Obama insisted that the reason he signed the bill was to guarantee funding for the military to support our troops. In the process, he deprived U.S. citizens of the very freedom for which our military is fighting. In fact, despite his insistence to the contrary, it was Obama himself who had fought for the right of the commander-in-chief to detain American citizens. Obama was outed at the time by radical leftist legislator Carl Levin, who explained what the president was up to on the floor of the Senate. Levin made it clear that the White House had pushed for the law to be applied indiscriminately to all American citizens. I hope you're paying attention. In a signing statement issued along with the bill, the president said it was not his intention to use the law against American citizens. Another executive statement that Obama clearly has no thought of honoring, nor did he at the time. He never honored that. Now, why do I say that? Because the White House and his Justice Department fought against bringing any cases involving indefinite detention of American citizens to trial for fear that the courts would overturn their right to abrogate citizens' constitutional guarantees of freedom from arbitrary arrest. In addition, the administration fought tooth and nail to ensure that language barring the law from being applied to Americans was not included. Now look, at the time there was widespread agreement in the legal profession that NDAA violates the U.S. Constitution. But the issue goes much further than simply agreement among lawyers. Barack Obama in three in Barack Obama in only a few years made rapid progress toward bringing the United States under his despotic rule. Now of course he's not president anymore. And America remains blissfully unaware that he's probably running this government through his senile Mussolini Biden, who now has accumulated power and authority over every aspect of our lives. And this last affront was the final subversive act that this Democrat administration should be able to commit, but it won't be. They're flooding our borders with millions of illegal aliens without stop. They stripped our country of the guarantees provided in a constitution that these people not only do not believe in, but continually ignore as the Democrats take us closer and closer to their goal of total state control of every citizen. As I have said before, America's future hangs in the balance like a loose tooth. 
While there may not be time to save the tooth, we the people can stop the infection of corruption and power madness that is going on all around us. And while this is going on, Nancy Pelosi is engaging in insider trading. That was swept aside by Wolf Blitzer and Jake Tapper, who are nothing but marionettes of the Democrats. They have taken the law into their own hands, disregarded the Constitution, thrown the rule of law into the toilet bowl, and in addition to that, they're robbing the American Treasury blind. Let me tell you, this is the most corrupt administration in our history ever since Barack Obama. They have brought Chicago-style politics to Washington, if not worse. You may not know this, but back in the year I wrote this book called Trickle-Down Tyranny, and I have to look into the date, this book was published back in 2012 by William Morrow. And I must tell you again that it happened then 10 years ago that the Obama administration sold the rights to process our election results to a private company. That's right. That's when this started. This critical component of free elections, the transparent tabulation of votes, was handled not by individual precincts since then, but by a company over which we had no control. I tried to warn you, but I was crying in the wilderness. Back in 2012, I wrote this, SOE, a U.S. elections results processing company, which has handled processing election results for over 500 American jurisdictions, has typically provided prompt reporting of precinct-level results. But you don't know this. This company, SOE, at the time was acquired by SCYTL, a vote processing company based in Spain, and this compromises the process enormously, as I said in 2012. Instead of producing election results trackable at the precinct level, votes from then on were transmitted to a central server where they were, quote, counted. And as I wrote then 10 years ago, the problem is that once the votes emerged, it will be impossible to go back and check their integrity at the local level. And I wrote this in Tyranny of a Naked Marxist Presidency 10 years ago. Yes, and you should blow my horn for me. I saw it coming. I wrote this. It is very likely that this is the final step in Barack Obama's corruption of the voting process. It has the promise of enabling him and his cohorts in the Democrat Party to control the outcomes of federal elections with no accountability. On top of that, it's one more step toward the formation of a global government, one of the aims of George Soros, whose puppet currently occupies the White House. Mm-hmm. That was about Obama, and now it's about Biden. There's much more that I can tell you, but I've told you more than you need to know right now. In the middle of this corruption, our borders are being overrun, our language has been bastardized, and our culture has turned into nothing but a cesspool. I'm Michael Savage. It's sad news, but it had to be told to you by someone. Michael Savage, a host like no other. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. 
Now, look, recently we started listening to many of my old shows, my archives, the golden oldies, uh, you know, the Savage Classic pods, the uh, Savage Classic radio shows. And we wanted to make these available to my paid subscribers. Now, one of the first shows we happened to pull was so prescient for today that we decided to make it available on this podcast immediately. In this show, I warned listeners about the consequences of a bill passed and signed over the New Year's holiday by Obama. On December 31, near midnight, 2011, President Obama signed the National Defense Authorization Act, NDAA, codifying indefinite military detention without charge or trial into law for the first time in American history. Now, some people fought it and are protected in some jurisdictions, but this terrible un-American law still persists. Although not being used against the January 6th prisoners, what I warned against in this episode is eerily similar to what the January 6th political prisoners are living through. And this law could be used to imprison Americans in the future, especially as the DOJ has turned their attention to so-called domestic terrorists, labeling them the greatest threat to the United States. Now, the larger issue here is that Biden is a continuation of the tyranny of Obama. Between Pelosi and the Bidens, we are seeing corruption and tyranny that I only pray we can resist in this nation. Thomas Jefferson wrote this, once a republic is corrupted, there is no possibility of remedying any of the growing evils, but by removing the corruption and restoring its lost principles, every other correction is either useless or a new evil, unquote. In this episode that I'm playing for you today, I also made the accurate prediction that people would be moved towards listening online instead of traditional media. Let me repeat that. In this archival edition from 2011, I made the prediction that people would be moving towards listening online rather than traditional media like radio. If you would like to hear more archives, more golden oldies of the Savage Nation, please sign up for the premium podcast and become a subscriber and support this show today. Thank you for listening, and I'll keep going as long as God wants me to. It's the beginning of a new year, 2012, and to believe that we've gone from a time in America that was almost innocent, from an age like that to an age where a president pretends to be a liberal and steals American liberty right out from underneath our face without a word from any liberals. Did you know what the president did over the weekend while you, you schmuck, were drinking and partying, you moron? The president has now given the United States military the power to detain U.S. citizens without trial. That means you. Let me repeat it. Over the weekend, he signed it in the middle of the weekend while you, you schmuck, were thinking about what to have for New Year's Eve. Obama lied. He broke his promise on signing statements, and he attached the statement saying, although he has the power to arrest anyone at any time for any reason, he will not do it, and he will not detain you as an American citizen indefinitely. And do you know who helped Obama do this? None other than that shyster, Carl Levin, and that stupid old drunk, John McCain. Levin and McCain argued vociferously to give the United States military the right to deny any American any of their constitutional rights and granted this president authoritarian powers that equal that of Kim Jong-il. I don't think you understand that this happened. 
Do you understand that one of the schmucks in the mainstream media covered this issue? All of the loudmouth liars from the biggest of them, Tom Friedman, one of the biggest frauds in the history of the American media, to that little weasel of Wolf Blitzen, not one of these fake liberals, not one of them, covered this issue uh, at all. Do you know what this law did? Do you, do you know about this? Okay, I'll move on. We'll talk about nothing. We've gone from posse comitatus to posse obamatitis. Right under your nose, we've gone from a law which said the U.S. military cannot uh, operate within our borders against American citizens. That's the posse comitatus law. And now we've gone to posse obamatitis where the U.S. military is his own personal military, his own personal posse. He has the power to round up anybody he wants, an American citizen at that, and to detain them indefinitely without charges. Do you have any idea what this is? Now, he claims that there's an exemption for American citizens from the mandatory detention requirements, Section 1032, but it doesn't actually give any exemption to anybody. He can use any power he wants to arrest any one of us. So right now, if you're a civil libertarian, you fell asleep at the switch. We now live in in an authoritarian dictatorship that occurred over the weekend. Obama rang in the new year. He signed the NDAA law which gave him a provision to indefinitely detain citizens. And the reason that he got away with it is because the drunks in the U.S. military industrial complex using the stooges of Levin and McCain gave the president these extraordinary powers in order to make certain that the pork in the military bill would be uh, flowing as usual. Aside from the run of the mill corruption, uh, what has Obama done that's really been so bad? Well, for example, I've just given you an example. And I know you I know you're not interested in this because first of all, no one's working today. As you well know, it's yet another federal holiday, but of course, there are 365 federal holidays a year. And the other days that they're actually working, they're actually just adding up what their EEOC and their pension uh benefits are. But uh, today they don't even show up for work. They don't have to. Today they can stay home and do what they want. I decided that although almost all of the talk show hosts were not working today, I should work today because I still have a loyal audience that listens to me uh, on the radio, on the local station that you're listening on, or on the Internet, where I'm a powerhouse, the second largest show in America on the Internet, if you can believe that, which is astonishing. That means a lot of the younger people are tuning into the Savage Nation on their their phone apps, which is really a whole new world unto itself. We're going to have to talk about it because... The the Mayan moment in radio has probably arrived at some point. I believe there's been a Mayan moment in certain industries, and uh, many of us don't even know that the eclipse has occurred. If you'd like to talk about any of these topics, call up your ex-wife. Don't bother me. The phone number to your wife is one eight hundred four four nine eight two five five. Now, many of you are not calling right now because you're act- you're not even uh, awake yet. However, if you'd like me to repeat some of what I just said. We will begin by playing some of the sound bites. Beowulf, you have them, don't you? Because I ran the sound last week as the drunk McCain and the shyster Levin were vociferously arguing to give Barack Obama the power of Kim Jong-il, and they succeeded it, succeeded in doing so. So let's listen to the shyster Levin and the drunk McCain as they screamed to give the president the power of Kim Jong-il. Listen. I think that as long as that uh, individual 
no matter who they are, if they pose a threat to the security of the United States of America, should not be allowed to continue that threat. And I think that's the majority you of American filthy public. Old. I was to this people in the history of the Americans. Did McCain, that stupid old drunk said that as long as an American is a threat, they should have no constitutional rights. Now, let me ask you something. Tell me what a threat. You know, the Valley of the Dolls may have been, maybe the Valley of the Dolls applied to him as well. Maybe some of his wife's pills wound up in his dresser drawer, because I can't believe this is coming from John McCain. But yes, I played it for you last week. Now we go to the other side of the aisle, where we have none other than the shyster, Levin, uh, the uh, the slumlord Levin, well known for running slums that he uh, makes a fortune on with his uh, relatives, according to what I've read with the federal grants to make sure that the slums are filled with Section 8 uh, uh, inhabitants. Listen to the other one now, Levin arguing for Kim Jong-il-like powers. Listen. The language which precluded the application of Section 1031 to American citizens was in the bill that we originally approved in the Armed Services Committee, and the administration asked us to remove the language which says that U.S. citizens and lawful residents would not be subject to this section. Do you have any idea what the shyster just said? No, because he's a, he's a liar. He says things so you can't understand what he, what he just said. But what, what the shyster, Carl Levin, just said is that there is no exemption for American citizens, and that's the way they want it. What the shyster said is they want to be able to arrest any of us if we pose a threat to the United States of America. So let me ask you something. What poses a threat to the United States of America? Well, obviously, if a man is planning to bomb something, that's a threat, I guess. That's without a trial, of course. You don't need a trial. If you're a liberal, what's the point of having a lawyer now or a judge or a jury? All I got to do is say you are a threat to America's security. In the name of uh, being a threat to America's security, the military will now arrest you and hold you indefinitely, and you'll have no trial whatsoever. We can even execute you. This happened over the weekend. If you don't understand how serious this is, you have no business being a free citizen. You are already a slave. You are no different than a bull with a ring in his nose. I don't care how big you are. I don't care how tough you are. I don't care how virile you think you are. You are no more powerful than a bull with a ring in his nose. And the fact of the matter is this has occurred. This is not a hypothetical. I don't care if you're a station owner. I don't care if you're a program director. I don't care if you run a whole division of radio. I don't care if you own an entire 1050 stations. You could be arrested. You could be arrested if you are deemed to be a threat to the security of the United States of America without any further definition. The NDAA was passed over the weekend. It is the single greatest assault on American liberty. I chose to come into work today to try and wake you up to the fact that nobody that I know of in the mainstream media covered this issue. The biggest liars like Wolf Blitzer, the biggest frauds like those on 60 Minutes, You name them, they're all complicit with the greatest assault on American liberty since this country was founded. If you care to talk about this, you can do so. Or if you'd rather that I tell you some pretty stories about the 1950s, we can do that. And by the way, if you want to talk about the caw, 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 caucus, go ahead, call me about it. I couldn't find anything more boring if you asked me to. Caw, 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 caucus. 
It's all smoke and mirrors by the tyrants who run this country. Caw, caw, caucus, my behind. Caw, caw, caucus. A few corn huskers are going to tell me who's going to be the next Republican candidate. Can you believe this country has come down to that level? I feel as though I'm, I'm living on another planet at another time. How in the world could we be sitting here and watching these so-called caucuses pick one fool after another? How have we arrived at this point in American history when 50 or so uh, drunk farmers can determine the outcome of who's going to be the Republican candidate? It's not constitutional. Is it in the Constitution? Show me where in the Constitution it says that a group of gerrymandered districts and a group of farmers can tell me who's going to be the candidate, and I don't get a chance to vote until it's gone through, until it's been vetted by these farmers. You know, I have nothing against farmers, but I'll ask you another question. I'll put it to you another way. Uh, here's my take on the so-called caw, caw caucus in Iowa and New Hampshire, the two caucuses. Uh, do they represent America today? They're 99% white. Do I have to remind you that things have changed since 1874? that America has somewhat, uh, looks somewhat different now in most places except in the cornfields of Iowa and in the white mountains of New Hampshire where they're just the same as they were in 1874. You're telling me that a 99% white caucus is going to determine who the uh, candidate should be and that is reflective of the entire nation? This is what you've allowed your country to become? Yes, you have because you have no control over it. Why? Well, okay, so you see this. There are things to talk about on this so-called holiday. I know the federal government is on a holiday, but I never sleep. I'm not on a holiday. And, in fact, I work while I'm sleeping. I'll be right back. The Savage Nation. It's savage on demand. He rang in the new year by signing the greatest assault on American liberty since the country was founded, giving the U.S. military the power to detain... U.S. citizens without trial. And many of you say, oh, come on, Mike. You're just being an alarmist. That would never apply to us. Never will it apply to any of us. You know who it's aimed at. It's aimed at guys like Al-Waki and those other Muslim guys who come over here and sneak in and become American citizens and then plot to bring us down. That's why the good Senator Carl Levin and the great war hero John McCain uh, pushed this so hard. They would never apply to us. Uh, Americans, you know that, Mike, because even the president said well, from Hawaii that he didn't intend to use authoritarian powers. He said even though he has the power to arrest you, detain you, even execute you, he w he won't do it. And you know you can trust Obama on his word. That you know. That you absolutely know. I mean, there's no question that everything he's ever said he would do, uh, he's done. Everything he said he wouldn't do, he has not done. The fact of the matter is, uh, no one in the mainstream media has covered one of this. I would say the single biggest tyrannical act of our life. It's interesting to me that, yeah, I write books, okay? That's what I do for a living. Aside from doing radio, I write books because I believe that uh, the written word and the spoken word are very important. I still do. So I do have a book coming out in April called Trickle Down Tyranny. And, you know, it went to the publisher three weeks ago. Do you know that I now have to call the book back? I literally have to revise this 400-page book. Because the entire book has changed over the New Year's Eve weekend. The president conducted the greatest assault on American liberty and has conducted the greatest tyranny since this republic was founded. And you're not seeing it anywhere. 
For example, go to the, new, the Daily News. Here are the stories. 2011's wild and wackiest Twitter pics. Uh, let's see. Uh, Romney, Obama is like Kim Kardashian. Kathy Griffin strips down to undies on national TV. <laughs> Giants cruise to win over Dallas headed to playoffs. Jets implode. This is what they feed the average moron in the streets of New York. Now you say, ah, it's not going to play. You're just blowing in hot air there. You know, he means what it's all about. A guy like Lemon's never going to arrest you, never going to arrest an American. Well, it's aimed only at a terrorist, is it? Then why does it not say only aimed at a terrorist? Well, it does. It says if you pose a threat to America's security, the law says, you could be detained by a, a group of men in black clothing from the military who can grab you off the street like in Argentina in the 60s or 70s, throw you into a black car, take you to any jail, unknown jail, anywhere in the world now. They could take you to Pakistan, and you will have no trial and never be heard from again. It could happen to anyone running a blog that the a lawyer, let's say, let's say a lawyer working for Obama says, you're a threat to national security. You write a blog. We deem that blog to be a threat. We don't like your website. It's definitely a terrorist threat. That's what we say, and they unleash the military on you like they unleash drones. So now you're going to have drones in suits coming to kill you in the middle of the night, coming to arrest you in the middle of the night. Am I being an alarmist? Is there anyone out there who actually knows what the heck I am talking about? Is there one psychopathic, lying, drug-addicted drug liberal out there who can prove that I am wrong? So now Obama has the power to arrest any American citizen subject to indefinite detention. Even he can execute you without a trial. I know you say he'll never do it, it can't happen here. But strangely enough, civil libertarians have said nothing about this law, which he signed while on vacation in Hawaii uh, with Mrs. Obama over the weekend. Honolulu, over the weekend, signed a defense bill, and tucked into the defense bill gives him the power to detain, interrogate, and prosecute anyone he calls to be a threat, anyone that anyone in his administration uh, claims to be a threat to national security. But of course, the fair-minded president in the midst of a golf game, I suppose, or eating a pizza, a pineapple pizza, the worst invention in the history of the world, had the nerve to say that the, he, he has a signing a bill that goes with it or whatever, which he criticized Bush over, a signing statement. And a signing statement went along with this fascistic bill, which allows presidents to raise constitutional objections to circumvent Congress's intent. And remember, during his campaign for the White House, uh, President Obama criticized President Bush's use of signing statements, and Obama lied when he said he would make his application of this signing statement tool more transparent, but he didn't do so. So in other words... Although it's supposed to be about handling captured terrorist suspects without violating Americans' constitutional rights, the law actually gives them the power to violate your constitutional rights for any reason that they want. Obama said in the signing statement, my administration will not authorize the indefinite military detention without trial of American citizens. He said, indeed, I believe that doing so would break with our most important traditions and values as a nation. But the law says he can do that. And as, as you well know, uh, signing statements have no power whatsoever with regard to law. So why would he push for this assault on American liberty and then cover it up by saying he won't do it? Well, I'll let you figure it out. But what bothers me most about it is that it happened over the weekend while you were on vacation. 
He signs a bill, but the corrupt senators are so anxious to get their greedy mouths into the gravy of the defense bill that they push aside any concerns about American constitutional rights and liberty. And the most vociferous amongst the senators pushing it were, were the shyster Levin and the drunk McCain. And so I feel as a talk show host, I, I have to talk about it. What's the point of being on the air? What do you think? It's a joke. It's one of the last vestiges of freedom that we have in this country is freedom of the press, freedom of speech. So I'm expressing to you my concerns, if you don't mind. Now, I could go into the comedic and the political arena, and I will at a certain point. I could tell you I had the worst Chinese meal of my life. And ah, now you're talking. That's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear nothing about no terrorism. Now, tell us about the worst meal, Savage. Yeah, that's what we really want to hear. The worst of my life in, in Florida before I left back to California. I got out of there as fast as I can. I fled the Gator State for the psycho state of California. I didn't know what was worse. I was caught between the bookends of insanity. You got the Gator State, then you got the psycho state here. We have the liberal uh, governor of the state of California signed 600 and some odd bills in his first year uh, as governor for, uh, governor for life. 600 bills. That's what the liberal governors of California did. Bills that you won't even believe. Bills you can't believe. Bills as obscure as making you put a, your child in a child seat up until the age of eight or nine. I don't know how old. They don't even make child seats that big. You have to like, like manufacture new child seats. So that only means that the manufacturers of child seats lobbied the governor of the state of California to require parents to buy bigger seats so there'd be more money in the hands of... Uh, it's crazy. The whole country's insane. But as I'm saying, before I left, I, I went to a local place in Florida, and I know the Chinese food in Florida is the worst. We know that. There's one thing San Francisco has is good, good Chinese food if you know where to go, okay? Actually, one the only thing I lay awake at night thinking about was the Chinese food in the in uh, in San Francisco in the in the avenues. I don't like Chinatown that much. There are some good here and there. I go out in the avenues somewhere. With it. But anyway, I go to a joint and I say to them as nice as I can. I think they were Shanghainese. I mean, I and I say to them in English. I said, "Low oil, no sugar, no cornstarch." All right. So you figure you're going to get two out of three are edible. I got a dish. I asked for a shrimp and lobster sauce. My mother, it was her favorite. Usually it's made well with a very light sauce. I could, this was, let me put it to you this way. <clears throat> you talk about terrorism. This shrimp and lobster sauce was so congealed and so gooey as it came onto the table that I am positive if you, if you mixed it with ammonium nitrite, you could turn it into a lethal bomb. This is how congealed this dish was. Do you hear what I just said? I, in other words, they, 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 I heard two weeks ago the geniuses of TSA seized the cake from a woman because the icing on the oh the icing on the cupcake was deemed to be a hazard to the submoron in the TSA who said that it violated some rule of the TSA about gelled liquids or gelled substances on airplanes. So they took away the woman's Christmas cupcake before she could have the pleasure of boarding an airplane and flying on fascist air. Now I go to this Chinese restaurant. I swear to you, I say to a low oil and the shrimp and lobster sauce, which is basically egg white, he mixed it with, I call the guy Cleaver because I had a run-in with him three years ago. He doesn't remember me. I call him Cleaver. Thank God he's behind the counter. Cleaver must have recognized me because the shrimp and lobster sauce was so congealed, as I say, if you turned the, like the dish upside down, it would stick to the plate. It was like jello. 
I was like jello. I was afraid to send it back because I think Cleva was looking at me from behind the counter. $15 for this dish. The worst, number one worst Chinese meal in the history of the entire world. There was no worse restaurant than this. Do you feel better now? I told you a joke instead of talking about the NDA. You feel happier now? You got your money's worth? I'm comedic in the political arena. Ah, that's the stuff, Mike. We don't want to hear nothing about Obama arresting Americans for no reason. We don't want to hear about people being snatched off the streets by the U.S. military. Come on, Mike. That'll never happen. You know it's only aimed at those Muslims. They'll never go after any of us. Okay. Well, you know what? If your neighbor who collects guns disappears one day and his wife doesn't know where he went, I suggest you try to find them at a local military base or perhaps try Lagore, Pakistan. Uh, perhaps he'll be uh, uh, housed in Lagore, Pakistan and being rubber hosed or waterboarded. Again, nothing. The calls are jammed up. I understand that. I knew there'd be people listening today. Oh, yeah. Wow. You need to have the Adobe Flash Player 9. Why do I need all these downloads? Every time I go on something, they need, I got to buy something new. I actually hate the computer. I can't stand it. I'm addicted to it, number one. And I can't stand the fact that every time I click onto something, there's another download they want me to buy. Christmas at the White House through the years. Obama's still on vacation. Uh, Iran, this and that. The $662 billion defense bill authorizes money for military personnel, weapon systems, that's graft and corruption. The wars in Afghanistan and Iraq, that's more graft and corruption. And national security programs in the energy department. The energy department, as you all well know, is the fabulous department that gave us Solyndra, a $500 million program that was so corrupt, the FBI had to seize the papers to make sure that nobody could get to the bottom of it. Uh, so now they took money out of the defense bill and gave it to the corrupt energy department for so-called national security programs in the energy department. Can anyone explain to me what that might be? We just had our Bill of Rights stripped away from us by Barack Hussein Obama. And you don't care. I, what can I do? I'll tell you more jokes. I'll read you bad poetry. I'll get some menopausal poetry out of a closet. I actually found some. I was going through my files, and I found uh, stuff that would scare you. Here's one called The Death of the White Male. I actually wrote this back when I was trying to get a teaching position, and they were only hiring minorities without any qualifications whatsoever. And I can prove it. Uh, in the state of California, at least. I'm sure it didn't happen in, in your city. Any white male with a straight-A average in graduate school was immediately uh, told he was not qualified. I got so angry that I wrote a, prof a, a, a long uh, treatise called The Death of the White Male. You want me to read it to you? I could do that if you'd like. Because we've gone from that to this in one single arc. This is what happened. This is what happened to this country. I wrote this in here, November 1977, Sierra Nevada Mountains by Michael, Michael Savage. I am an equal opportunity employee, I wrote, the smallest minority in America. And your little game of color shuffle looks awfully white to me. That's pretty good. I am an equal opportunity employee, the smallest minority in America. Yeah, all right. Well, this is what we have now. This is what it came down to. The death of the white male, here's what we have. And I, by the way, all you got to do is look at Levin and McCain to know what I'm talking about. You know, you can interpret that any way you want. But when you take a look at a guy like Levin and a guy like McCain, these two guys, and they rush this attack on our Bill of Rights, you're telling me that the white male is still a force to be reckoned with in this country? You're telling me that the white male 
is still there defending our Constitution. Are you crazy? There are, there's nobody there defending our constitutional rights. There's nothing but lobbyists and con men from the top to the bottom. So you want me to talk about the Iowa caucuses? You must be joking. You think I'm going to talk about that smoke and mirror game? I'll talk about the Iowa caucuses then, but I'll do it in my own way. I also was going through my archives in my closet, and I found, I swear to God, I'm not making this up, I wrote a, a, a treatise on trees for the state of California back in 1978. I don't know how I wrote this or why I wrote it. I was a consultant for the state of California. I even found the contract. You won't believe this. 1978, here's a letter from the Department of Forestry, Dated April 4th, 1978, Mr. Michael Savage of Fairfax, California. Dear Mr. Savage, the paperwork regarding your employment with the Department of Forestry is underway. Your rate of pay will be $200 per day for a maximum of 15 days, and the method of payment will be with one check, which will be sent to you approximately two weeks after you submit a timesheet enclosed to me. If you have any further questions, please call. And the man's name was Forrest, the head of the Forest Department. No, this is a, this is one for the... So Mr. Forrest employed me for 15 days at $200 a day to write something about trees because I'd written a best-selling book about trees when I thought the trees would be the salvation. So I go through the manuscript in the closet and I find this poem called The Cornstalks of Iowa. I swear to God, I'm not kidding you. But here's it's about the geeks from the Midwest who come to California, mainly San Francisco, and think that they're wild and free. It's very short. Should I read it or not? They will. Should I read it or just tell them what I, what, no? The cornstalks of Iowa, they flock here by the hundreds of thousands, not really comfortable in pretty Frisco. They drink red wine now. They swear it's the greatest, heard a lot about it, and wanted to try it. Wanted to become a priest, but I liked it here too much. And here I am. God called their bluff, and here they are. The cornstalks of Iowa, glading about the winds of Briscoe, furling their leaves. All right, whatever. I have others that are a little better than that. How about this, an ode to a dead uncle about a tree invading his coffin? Would you like something cheerful about a tree over a, a grave? Because I have one of those, too. The large, lone tentacle of oak wavering in the newly dug grave of my beloved uncle. That's pretty good. Why do I remember the large, lone tentacle of oak wavering in the newly dug grave of my beloved uncle? Hmm, that's pretty good. Am I talking to myself, I wrote? This was from April 1978. And you, gentlemen, and you, is sunlight reasonable? It defies all logic, you know, coming from such distance just to please us. Who pays the sun? Perhaps the flower in a tree, the prismatic explosion of Roy G. Biv in a dewdrop. So you see, there was a Michael Savage long before there was a Michael Savage, long before there was a Michael Savage. How about this little one from my tree poems? written for the state of California, never published. San Quentin Cypress. The cypress at San Quentin stands idly in the yard at taxpayers' expense, drawing in the sun, enjoying the bay. Why, it's nothing but a parasite. Shoot it, said the ferry passenger, slurping on his bloody, bloody Mary. All that exercise, good food, and at our expense. I'd shoot them all, he added, his good clean frau agreeing as the high-speed ferry supported by huge federal boondoggles sped subsidized over the subsidized bay. <laughs> oh, I had made, I had many ways to entertain myself in those days. Those were the days, my friend, 
when I had the days to just ride around on a ferry and think about life in between my consulting jobs. And now look at me, stuck and wed to a microphone for the rest of my years. I'll be right back. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. It is the Savage Nation. So again, you don't care. Levin and McCain pushed the uh, assault on American liberty known as the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act, I think. Is that what it is? And tucked into this corruption, this, this, this incredible corruption, is a power that gives the president the right to... Uh, indefinitely detain any American, even if you're an American citizen. All I got to do is say that you are a threat to our, uh, uh, you're conducting terrorism. Now, what does that mean? Tell me what that means, knowing that the administration is filled simply with people and that there are some lawyers who are also people, and you know that lawyers can twist any word into anything they want it to be. They can roll your civil liberties back to zero. You just were partying over the weekend. Obama made believe he was on vacation. And why do you were dumb and partying and drunk, in addition to lying about not saying he wouldn't sign the law, in addition to lying about that, Obama broke his promise on the signing statement when he said he wouldn't use signing statements. And then he said he uh, attached the signing statement so that although he has the power to detain citizens indefinitely, he will, really won't do it. And by the way, have a nice day. Michelle and I are going out for a pizza. What can I tell you? Let's take some calls. This is what you fought for in this country. This is what all of you guys went to war for. This is amazing to me. Where are the, ref the, the reporters in this country who are not, who are, are not, where are the reporters? They're not even talking about this. Why is it that I, a mere talk show host, not a professional journalist, not a member of the esteemed journalistic profession, why is it that I, on a day when most of them are still sleeping off a drunk, I'm telling you that the greatest assault on American liberty occurred over the weekend by the president. Wh where are they? There's no exemption for American citizens from the authorization to use the military to indefinitely detain people without charge or trial. So you've got men right now dying uh, for the U.S. military, supposedly to introduce constitutional, democratic policies, in hell holes around the world, when right here the Obama administration has turned us into the equivalent of North Korea. I'll take some calls. I mean, maybe, I, maybe I'm overdoing this and I'm not. Oh, by the way, something interesting happened. Quick, I don't have much time. Look how the, the hours shot by. I just happened to turn Fox News on yesterday morning. I was trying to avoid it. And I could not believe that my name was actually mentioned by one of the morning hosts in clip one. Listen. Michael Savage on the radio called him, quote, in his unique style, quote, Mr. Lunatic, a moron and a psycho. I mean, I guess you can't get more blunt than that uh, right. from some conservative quarters. Thank you, uh, Eric, Sean. I hope that you I hope that uh, a leprechaun didn't hear you mention my name, because in the Soviet Union, known as Fox News, in the Soviet Empire, known as the Fox News Empire, I am not permit, permitted to be mentioned. Now, Eric, Sean, thank you very much for noting that I have a radio show. As 2011 comes to an end and we look ahead to 2012, I want to wish everyone a happy and healthy new year. Suppose that they'll have uh, decent food in the internment camp because in Obama's happy and healthy new year, if you're accused of being, uh, well, I don't know, somehow threat to national security, perhaps Granny takes an extra cupcake uh, through the uh, screening program and refuses to give it up to a TSA agent, she could be considered a terrorist. 
Or let us say you go to a Chinese restaurant and the shrimp and lobster sauce is so congealed that you want to bring it uh, home for a, a laboratory analysis. You could be arrested for carrying a terroristic substance uh, through the airport. The congealed gel, after all, could be combined with some chemicals, I suppose, and turned into a bomb. I don't really know how that works. But we're go it's good to know that the American president, who has conducted the greatest assault on American liberty since this uh, uh, country has been founded, giving the military powers to detain any U.S. citizen without a trial, in fact, the power to execute an American citizen without a trial uh, was passed without so much as a, well, a note. And, of course, pushing it were the esteem. After all, you know, you never know which, who knows, maybe he reached into his wife's dresser drawer. You know, Happy Valley pills could have gone into the wrong drawer. McCain, you can't believe it, McCain, as dumb as he is, should understand that he just gave the president the equivalent power of Kim Jong-il, who just passed away crossing the river Styx, we assume. Listen to McCain while this was being debated. I think that as long as that uh, individual, uh, no matter who they are, if they pose a threat to the security of the United States of America, should not be allowed to continue that threat. And I think that's the majority of American public opinion, especially in light of the facts that I continue to repeat to the senator from Kentucky, 27% of detainees who were released got back in the fight and were responsible oh, for wait, the wait, deaths please, of America. Please, John, but it applies to you. You could be arrested, John. You could be declared a threat to national security and be arrested under this law. Do you realize it could apply to a U.S. senator? I mean, there was a time in ancient Rome when the, the emperor had such powers and he got so angry at one of the senators, he said that, you know, a horse has more sense than you do, that he had the senator removed and replaced him with a horse. He put the, a horse in the senator's seat. Now, in the case of John McCain, that would be a, a, a tick up in IQ. I understand that. But that's not the point. I mean, putting a horse in John McCain's Senate seat and raising the IQ of the entire Senate and doing so would be one thing. But granting such extraordinary powers to the president... Without a national debate over this is amazing. Have I made enough of a point? Can I move on now? What would you like me to talk about? Please don't say Iowa caucus. Please, whatever you do. Uh, let's go to New York. First call of the day. I haven't taken a call yet, have I, Beowulf? Not one call. It's one of those. It's one of those days here in the San Francisco Bay Area. Gloomy, light fog over the bay. I love it. It's going to be dark soon. I, I love early winter. Oh, it's fantastic. No sunlight to burn out my, my no skin cancer quotient, nothing. The day was so miserable. I didn't even want to go boating. I like days like that where you're not like motivated to have to bicycle or go on a boat. It's horrible. I, I like miserable weather because then you have an excuse to basically just be lazy and sit and look at the Internet and see what's happening to your country. You certainly won't hear it on the radio or on television unless you tune into shows like this. But yeah, I'm making it all up. You understand, I'm just an alarmist. The NDAA is nothing. Just because the president has awarded the military powers to detain U.S. citizens without trial, and you didn't hear about it from Thomas Friedman of the New York Times, I mean, therefore, it can't be. A, it, it's not important to you. You're a sophisticated, intelligent liberal who lives somewhere in Connecticut or New York, and you know everything. You know how to fleece the American people without getting arrested. If a minority goes in and sticks a, a note in a telestand and says, 
give me your 50s and 100s and I have a gun and steals $6,000 and gets caught, he goes to jail for 10 to 20. But if the head of a major corporation declares bankruptcy and says he doesn't know what $1.2 billion is, uh, he can get away with that because, let's face it, he was once a governor. Why should he know where $1.2 billion is if the government doesn't know where $3 trillion is? What's the difference? You see how the, Don't you see how the world works? Once you understand how the world works, it becomes very easy to accept it all. You have to have the ability to deal with it without going insane, without committing homicide or suicide, and without becoming a big drug user or an alcoholic. That's quite a challenge. If you can, if you can look at what this country has become under Barack Hussein Obama, without going crazy or hurting anybody, and without becoming a drug addict or an alcoholic, then you will be a man, my son. New York, welcome to the Savage Nation. Yeah, Dr. Savage, everything about the NDAA, I knew about this beforehand, but I must be I must, learning from you, of course, being signed over the weekend. Nothing was brought up by the mainstream media, but, of course, you bring it first. I'm disturbed by it because being a veteran and having taken the oath to defend this nation against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that's protecting the Constitution, I see the main principles why men and women like myself do go into the military is because we love our nation, as we still do now, and now I just see what's happening is basically... People, I, I try to do it, I try to wake people up and say, listen, you're losing everything here. Meanwhile, you're going off doing your, going your merry way. He says that he has the power to detain Americans, but he won't do it. Does that give you confidence that he said that? No, negative. I think that everything he basically even told people who voted for him, which I'm not one of them, but I think everyone's got voter remorse. And now he got the election coming up pretty soon. And he's still it's such being an narcissist. But he, wait, wait, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. Do you actually believe that Governor Romney, would have the brains or the brawn to raise an issue like this during a campaign against Obama during a debate. Do you actually think Romney would even grasp what has happened over on Saturday night? No. Same as they're not grasping the problem with illegal immigration. Basically, they're getting away with car punch and they're going after average American citizens, especially ones who basically have done their part to do what they can. And In I the state of California, the governor passed the California so-called DREAM Act, which grants in-state tuition to illegal aliens while citizens of the state have to pay a higher tuition than illegal aliens and gets away with it. I know. And the whole thing, I think the whole thing is wrong. And you see, everyone's, basically the government's getting away with this. And I think it's totally wrong. And basically they don't have the best interests of Americans at heart when they're doing this. I mean, McCain, who's a war veteran, basically he'd be the last person that would basically do something like this, knowing that men and women coming back from Iraq. Yeah, yeah but McCain has always been somewhat damaged uh, goods. Let's be clear. I don't, you know, I respect the fact that he suffered so violently in uh, in the uh, Hanoi Hilton that they tortured him like that. I forgive him for having set off the rockets that almost sank the uh, aircraft carrier that caused the death of so many men. I mean, anybody could fire a rocket while getting it into, into an airplane. But believe me, he just fired a rocket this time that almost sank the entire country. He may have pressed the wrong button when he got into his jet on the uh, on the aircraft carrier, which caused that immense fire, which almost killed everybody on the ship. But what he just did with this NDAA, without even understanding it, shows that the man is deranged or stupid, or both. Yeah, but what's going to happen next is that now you're going to start to see people disappear. Like, I'm not, I don't keep peace to myself, all right? I'm, I'm, I'm a conservative living in a liberal city, all right? So basically, I'm outnumbered to begin with. But then you got these occupied groups that basically are the brown shirts of this new administration. That's right. There you go. That's the that's the exact truth. That is why the Department of Homeland Security does not arrest them when they block a port uh, from doing its business. When in fact they are interfering with state and interstate commerce, and they do fall under the jurisdiction.
direction of the Department of Homeland Security, and they should be arrested by DHS, but DHS instead seizes cupcakes from grannies at airports. Yeah, well, I think something's got, I mean, unfortunately, even with this election coming up, I don't think anything's going to be done. Like, for instance, the John Corsi like, passed a law in New Jersey regarding the Turnpike and Parkway going up 50%. It can't be turned around because of a bond act that he signed. Now, the same thing no, no, nothing ever gets turned around, ever. In fact, Obama had the nerve to say, the fact that I support this bill as a whole does not mean I agree with everything in it. So what does that mean? I will tell you what it means in a second right here on The Savage Nation. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. Romney, Gingrich, Paul, Santorum. Ooh, who are you for? You're not for any of them. You're going to be arrested as an American. You've got to be for one of them. Or against them, but you got to know who they are. Romney, Paul, Gingrich, Santorum, or President Obama. Who are you for? What do you think? Ooh, are you involved? How about Gingrich, Romney, Paul? Santorum's really rising now. <laughs> now, one of them is mentioning the president just stole all of our <laughs> stole our Bill of Rights over the weekend. So I'm going to move on because most of you don't care. I could see already it's like talking to a wall. Man detained after fires lit, lit across L.A. No mention of the man's name or race or ethnicity. Ooh, that can only mean one thing. Whenever there's a, a, a tremendous crime and they don't show or name the perp, there's only one, one answer for that. White male, blonde-eyed, blue hairs, not. And then there, well, like the Iraq vet with suspected in the murder of the ranger who was found dead in the woods today, he was shown because he's a white male. They're shown with guns, muscles, and uh, uh, therefore he was shown. But the the fire the firefly in L.A. he's not shown. It'll take a few weeks for them to decide how to tell you uh, how he didn't look and where he wasn't from. Loss of faith in politicians, democracy can make. Eh, I don't care what anyone else says. Final Des Moines Register poll. Listen to what the Cornhuskers say. Romney, 24. Paul, 22. Santorum, 15. And Gingrich, 12. (laughs) I got to laugh again. I can't understand this. You think that the caucus is in the Constitution. It was invented by the corrupt political parties to hoodwink you into into creating anyone they want as a candidate and to exclude somebody who's actually a candidate. That's what the caucuses were created for. It's not in the Constitution. This is post-constitutional politics. You go find anywhere in the U.S. Constitution where it says that you shall elect somebody who went through 53,000 labyrinths and shall be picked in advance by 12 farmers in a trailer in Iowa and 15 crackers in a mountain cabin in New Hampshire. Show, show me where it says that. But I had, oh, Paul, Paul Gingrich, Romney, Santorum. She sure down in the poll. She disappeared after she stiffed me and I put it down. That was the end of her. Then he went by the way of the war. No, really, I mean, the talk radio has plenty of power. Arctic blast to charge across Midwest. Arctic blast. What's this firebomb attacks in Queens? Somebody must have gotten that Chinese food and lit it or something. They, they must have gotten the shrimp and lobster sauce out of that restaurant I was in. I wasn't in Queens. Somebody could have smuggled it in from South Florida. I swear to you. I mean, that stuff was so gooey that if you put a fuse in, I don't know how you could light up a shrimp and lobster sauce. But I'm consider. I would think that that shrimp and lobster sauce should be banned in America because 
it has such it has such potential energy speaking from the point of view of, of physics there was so much potential energy in that congealed fat in the dish that they gave me in the chinese restaurant let me put it this way you know how i joke about lips sticking together in a bad chinese restaurant my hand i couldn't get my hand off the table i'm positive that if a, if a normal person went in there to clean up that table after i left windex wouldn't have removed it boat cleaner wouldn't have removed it from the from the like the table they would have had to get some solution that they use in, a, in like a morgue, something that they use for fluids in a morgue that stick to a table. Not impo- you needed like a biohazard suit to eat in that Chinese restaurant, like something like a, a radioactive sign over the suit. I never saw anything like this. Never mind lips. This was beyond lips sticking together. It's one of the reasons I had to get out of Florida. I don't know what it is. There's no ethnic food there. There's bad cracker food, and then there's... Uh, this Cuban food, which is, it's good, the Cuban, I like Cuban food, it's basically uh, diner food, diner, the same thing every day, group of fish, uh, rice, The I could do without the plantains, I can't stand them, but this place, let's, I say no fried, pl- where'd that come, that fried plantain, it's so sugary, I said, you know, give me some some broccoli instead, President Reagan would have approved of that, Nancy Reagan would have approved, who was it who was into the broccoli, was it Nancy Reagan? Each uh, first lady has to do a certain, like, do-gooder thing. Who was the one who lectured us on food? No, that's Michelle, the Lord of the Fries. Fries she knocks down, but she tells you to eat broccoli. Let them eat broccoli. Wherever she goes, a bag of fries or something greasy or a big, and you're supposed to eat broccoli and plant a, a victory garden. Oh, my poor dog has dog lag from the flying. I don't know what to do. Sleeps all the time. Teddy, wake up. Wake up, Teddy. He's sleeping under the desk. He's got a nice smile on his face, like a little porpoise. He loves the show. The dog loves it. Lays there, listens to the show. He hears the voice. He's happy. Hi, Ted. Lifts up the rear leg like in submission. He hears my voice. He does. He's asleep, but he lifts the rear leg like in a submissive posture. Teddy, you don't have to do that, please. That's embarrassing if people are around. It's amazing what, how dogs are so amazingly overt in their behavior. They know how to, like, show you submissive behavior in a non, like, uh, graphic, well, in a very graphic manner, but a non-pornographic manner. That's what I'm talking about. Like, if, hi, how are you, Teddy? Oh, it's lean, but the leg goes up. I don't understand that. How does, it, how does that figure in the wild? If an animal did that in the wild, it'd have his entrails eaten out by the, you know what I'm saying? How does that work? What is that about lifting a, a real leg while they're sleeping if you talk to them and you say something nice? Like, watch. Hi, Ted, how are you? The leg didn't go up. Teddy, come on, baby. Lift up that leg, Ted. <laughs> Come on, Teddy. Bo would do it. Ted, Bo would do it. You've got to do it. Bo's the first dog. You're the second dog, Ted. Lift up that. No, no, he's just giving me the white eye. The Republicans get me started with them. My, my comment about the Republicans and the caucuses and the bland played on. That would be my definition of them. And the bland played on. So I have a list of those who voted against Obama's usurpation of the Bill of Rights with the NDAA. That's quite a sentence. I have a list of those who voted against Obama's usurpation of the of, of the Bill of Rights. And here they are, because you're not going to believe this. There were, there were some senators who said no. First, let me say who said yes. Barbara Boxer from Brooklyn, pretending to be from California, voted for it, along with almost everybody else. Dianne Feinstein, another superb example of an honest senator, voted in favor of the end of the Bill of Rights. Joining them, now here's the shocker, were Orrin Hatch, so-called Republican of Utah, 
Senator James Inhofe, which is shocking to me because he's otherwise a great guy. I have no idea why the senator would have signed this. Carl Levin, of course, would uh, would sign a thing like this. John McCain, of course, would sign a thing like this. But Republicans, such as uh, the ones I mentioned, Lindsey Graham, that double talker, voted for it. Charles Grassley, a man I normally respect, voted for uh, this usurpation. There are many Republicans. Kay Hutchinson as well. You know, she's a switch hitter when it comes to voting uh, on both sides of the aisle. Mike Lee, whoever he is, a Republican of Utah. Richard Lucar, uh, John McCain. I could read a few other names that may pop out. Harry Reid. They voted with Harry Reid, these Republicans. Of course, Schumer, the most horrendous man in the history of the Senate, voted to uh, steal your Bill of Rights, of course. But joining him was Richard Shelby, Olympia Snowjob. John Thune, Patrick Toomey, so-called Republican in Pennsylvania, David Vitter, so-called Republican Louisiana, voted with them, Roger Wicker, Republican, voted with them. But who voted against this usurpation of the Bill of Rights in the NDAA? I know this sounds too technical, but i got to read you these names, because this is an odd combination of people. When you have Senator Jim DeMint, the man I respect tremendously, Republican South Carolina saying no to the stealing of our Bill of Rights, right alongside Al Franken and Richard Durbin, and Bernie Sanders, the only co- uh, socialist member, overt socialist member of Congress, and Ron Wyden, one of the most despicable men to have ever been uh, partruited uh, into the human race. Ron Wyden, Bernie Sanders, Rand Paul, Thomas Harkin, Al Franken, Richard Durbin, Jim DeMint, Michael Crapo, uh, Thomas Coburn, and Benjamin Cardin were the only no senators against the stealing of our Bill of Rights. If this country should survive, they will go down in history as the only true upholders of our Constitution. All of the others should live in a hall of shame as far as I'm concerned. Okay, we got a guy who studied the NDAA, and he's got something shocking to tell you. What am I talking about, for those of you just tuned in? On 1231, your president in Hawaii signed a bill taking away your uh, your Bill of Rights. He has given the U.S. military the right to grab anybody off the street who they claimed, claimed to be a threat to national security and arrest you without trial, to detain you without trial, and if they want to, execute you without trial. We have thus become Argentina. Do you realize that there may be more constitutional protections in Russia right now than there are in America under this president? You have any idea what I'm telling you? I'm trying not to get excited over it because if I get excited, the women won't listen to the show and the, uh, the, the metrosexual men will hang up. They'll get frightened that I'm too loud. So you want me to talk about, oh, Santorum, Romney, Gingrich, Paul. How come they're not saying anything about this? Huh? Las Vegas, Cletus, welcome to the Savage Nation. Hi, yes, sir. Dr. Savage, pleasure to speak to you. Um, yes, it is called S-1867. Anybody can look it up on Internet while you have the availability to do so. Uh, actually, there is more tied into this. There's actually a getting state of it. Actually, there's another bill coming into or or they're going to be voting on it or looking at it. Um, well, well, let's not get too technical, Cletus. You say that you look this up and you remember what defines a terrorist or terror. Give us a, a broad brush of that, would you? Uh, anybody who owns at least two firearms, anybody who has at least seven days' worth of food, anybody who supports a particular candidate. Uh, well, uh, no, I think you're making this up out of cl- a whole cloth. That would never be in a bill. I don't believe that that's so. 
I believe that that's, that's uh, internet rumor. Uh, no, so I'm going to have to say thank you for listening so closely, but I don't believe that that's true. Georgia Ardith, welcome to the Savage Nation. Go ahead, please. Uh, hello, Dr. Savage. Now, I uh, heard about this bill, and I called my representative, and I was assured that U.S. citizens were not included. He's lying to you, or he's a dummy. He's absolutely lying or a dummy. H.R. 1540, the National Defense Authorization Act for fiscal year 2012, includes the right of the president to get it specifically gives him the right to detain an American citizen. That was the whole argument. Did you hear? He can detain and arrest a United States citizen. He can interrogate. He can detain, interrogate and prosecute a suspected terrorist, even a United States citizen. Well, I was very upset when I heard this, and that's why I called. I've never called them before, and like I said, I was assured, but I'm... Section 1021, I'll give it to you right here so that your dumb congressman can learn something. Section 1021 affirms the executive branch's authority to detain persons covered by the 2001 authorization for use of military force, public law, blah, blah, blah. But there is new ground in it. But Obama then did a signing statement on the side saying, even though he has the power to arrest and detain anybody, he says, I want to clarify that my administration will not authorize the indefinite military detention without trial of American citizens. Indeed, he says, I believe that doing so would break with our most important traditions and values as a nation. Well, that all sounds well and good, but signing statements really have no power of law. The power of law is in the bill itself, Ardith. Yes, I understand that. I, um, Section 1022 requires military custody for a narrow category of non-citizen detainees. However, the bill now includes American citizens. It could be anybody. And given that the Department of Homeland Security is so suspicious of most Americans that they are seizing cupcakes at airports, why should you assume that these deranged bureaucrats will do the right thing. I do not. Okay, so having said all of that, what are you going to do about it? Well, you're going to ask one of the Republican candidates, whoever it might be, to insist upon challenging President Obama on this particular bill during the final debates before the presidential elections. Because after this legislation cleared Congress, even the ACLU, commented that signing the bill, quote, will damage both his legacy and Americans' reputation for upholding the rule of law. And even the left-wing fanatic executive director of Human Rights Watch blasted President Obama for, quote, being on the wrong side of history, noting, quote, that Obama will go down in history as the president who enshrined indefinite detention without trial in U.S. law. So even these fanatic left-wing anti-American groups, the ACLU and the Human Rights Watch, noted this, and yet their fellow travelers in the mainstream media did not cover any of this. So ask yourself how far this country has come that the media is so far detached or to the left even of the ACLU or Human Rights Watch, that they will say nothing bad about President Obama. Think about that one. Okay, I I think I've done a pretty good job so far on the show. I mean, it's for a day off, right? Everyone's off today. The entire government is off. The government's off today. They need another day off. They they work too hard. On this section, you don't care. I, Barack Obama, am telling Americans I have the power to. 
but I won't do it. He could do anything he wants, but he won't do it. I can uh, do anything I want, but I won't do it. Now, do you think this president has the moral fortitude necessary to constrain his powers? You have the faith in that? Do you have any idea who the dictator of the United States is today? Do you have any idea that he is now a dictator with power of life and death over you without trial? Well, my friends, welcome to the American winter. It is the winter of our discontent. I'll be right back. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Who was it? Ben Franklin who said those who would give up a little liberty for a little security, a little more security, wind up with neither. Now, of course, support for the National Defense Authorization Act was amazingly uh, bipartisan. There were only a few senators who opposed it, and I read you their names. Both far left and, and, and conservative opposed it. You could call them civil libertarians. What you have to understand is that the old game of Democrat-Republican has to be thrown out. It has to be thrown out the window. The old left-right paradigm has long since disappeared in this country. And the only thing that should remain for any of us who are thinking people is the litmus test. Are you a civil libertarian? Do you believe in the Constitution? All else will fall in place. It's the one guiding principle that should guide us in all of our decisions, politically and otherwise. Because without a constitutional spine, nothing else matters. All of the rest is nothing. It's all commentary. That is why, in this case, even the uh, far-left anti-American ACLU is shocked by what their man, Obama, has done. Even other left-wing fanatics that normally hate everything American and decent about uh, this country are shocked, just sh shocked, that their hand-picked candidate, Barack Hussein Obama, has turned into a dictator right in front of their eyes. They couldn't believe it. In other words, it took people like me to tell them who he was, and it took them over a couple of three years now for them to figure out who the guy actually is. I told you who he was. I told you you have a tyrant in the White House. And I told you that the tyranny has just yet begun. And the bland played on. And the bland played on. Sports, music, pornography, actors, entertainers. And the bland played on. All part of the status quo. Make no mistake about it, no matter how wild and crazy and free the actor may pretend to be, he is merely following a script written for him by his public relations agent. They are dodo birds. They are part of the government media complex with only one intent. The czars of Hollywood, the czars of Hollywood with more power than ancient Caesar, uh, use these fools, these marionettes, to deceive you and to keep your mind off the realities of what's actually going on. I doubt very much that some of the most outspoken so-called leftist comedians are ever going to mention that Obama has just taken away uh, the Bill of Rights, taken away our guaranteed uh, right to a trial. I guarantee you they won't even mention it. I guarantee you they won't even mention this. Instead, they'll go through the same old, oh, those Republicans are dangerous. Oh, those right-wing Christians are to be... You, that's all you're going to hear. You're never going to hear much more about this. The general public, well, why go on and on? If so, if your neighbor who is a gun nut disappears and his wife calls you to ask you if if you've seen him, I suggest you start uh, looking into some military base somewhere in America, if they'll even be listed, 
Because it can, it can happen. I know oh, he's just an alarmist. He's making it up. I'm not making it up. It's very alarming. President Obama signed the National Defense Authorization Act on 1231 on Saturday night while eating a pineapple pizza and while you were getting ready to be drunk. When was New Year's Eve? Was it Saturday night? Right. Why did he sign it on New Year's Eve? Because he knew you were a drunk dunderhead. He knew that most Americans are drugged most of the time and that all Americans are drunk, drunk and drugged on New Year's Eve. I would doubt that there was one American in the United States of America over the age of 21 who did not have a legal, illegal, or a, an alcoholic beverage somewhere in his brain on New Year's Eve, except me and my dog, because we were both jet-lagged, and we, we went to sleep at 7.30 at night. To me, it, I mean, because it, might, it was after midnight somewhere, and I had had enough of it. I could do without it. I couldn't wait for it to be over already. So here we are in 2012. Thank God New Year's Eve is over, but the country's still not home. The roads are empty. Eh, party another weekend. Federal workers are off. Sure, another federal holiday. After all, they need time to call the EEOC. Somebody may have sneezed without a, a tissue in the workplace. Therefore, they can retire with full disability benefits at 150% of their, of their uh, uh, last year's income if they got a cold at work. They can claim they got the cold as a work-related cold because somebody came in and sneezed. So there it is, civil liberties. There it is, civil liberties. You never thought that this would become an issue. President Obama signed the National Defense Authorization Act. So what does it mean? It means you should be very worried indeed. It means that the bill authorizes your fine military, whoever that is. What do you mean the military? The military to detain even U.S. citizens under the broad new anti-terrorism provisions provided in the bill without trial. J'accuse. All it would take would be for a lawyer inside the military to say that that person's a terroristic threat. It could be someone who runs a website who uh, links up an Al Jazeera article. Well, let me just take some wild-haired guesses at what could happen. It could be somebody who links up to an Al Jazeera article that is not sufficiently angry at Al-Qaeda and links it up to his or her website. Some lawyer, some stupid, idiotic lawyer in the Defense Department could say, could tag you, could, could red-light you as a potential terrorist, and you could be you could be arrested. Now, of course, the law is very vague, so therefore it's broader. It can mean anybody. Now, whether or not Obama will use the law to indefinitely detain U.S. citizens domestically, uh, we don't know yet. He says he won't do it. And obviously, Obama, as you all know, is an honest man. Think Solyndra. Think TARP. Think of how honest he's been with regard to uh, spending tax money. So therefore, we should believe everything he says. Even Mother Jones... Uh, the magazine of stone of stoners said that <clears throat> this detention of Americans captured is very worrisome. Even the anti-American ACLU, the anti-Christian Liberty Union director, Anthony Romero, one of the most despicable human beings that God ever put on the planet, released a statement shortly after Obama's signing, arguing the authority in the defense bill that was given the president could, quote, be used by this and future presidents to militarily detain people captured far from any battlefield. So you could be captured at your computer if you link up an article that is, uh, let us say, not sufficiently uh, critical of, al of an al-Qaeda member. So uh, we know, okay, we want foreign nationals who might be uh, terrorists to be rounded up in Queens or Brooklyn. That we all agree on. Round them all up. Round them all up, all those foreigners. Get, get them off our streets. That's good that Obama has that power. We want all them damn foreigners rounded up. Get them off the streets. 
But now you've given him so much power, he can round you up. Round you up. Feinstein was one of the chief proponents of it, of course. And the proof that this bill does not expressly exempt U.S. citizens or those captured on U.S. soil it is an amendment offered by the despicable U.S. Senator Feinstein that provides expressly for those exemptions to be rejected. It's unbelievable to me. They all ganged up on the American citizen to take away more some of your freedoms and some of your rights. And liberals, almost none have been heard from. None have been screaming from the rooftops. Every liberal blogger, every liberal blog, every liberal newspaper, which is 110% of them, should have screaming headlines. President steals Bill of Rights, New Year's Eve. If a Republican had done it, I can guarantee you these drug addicts would have come back to the newspapers on Sunday morning and every comic strip in America on Sunday would have said, Republican president steals Bill of Rights. But because it's president you-know-who who's enjoying his vacation with the first family and the dog bow, it went unnoticed like a fast arrow in the wind. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and learned something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? Please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.